This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast, actually from Earth 2 this week. We're here with Car D'Angelo and various <laughs> various other people involved with Earth 2 as they rotate in and out. So, uh, I should say that, by the way, this is Eisner Award-winning <laughs> Car D'Angelo. That's right. So let's begin the podcast by talking about the interview, man. Okay, so you've, you, you won the Eisner. Uh, yeah, I mean, Earth 2 Comics, the comic shop, is, 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 is co-owned by myself and Judd Myers. We opened the store about four and a half years ago, and, um, you know, I don't think anybody opens comic book shops to win awards, you know, I mean, that's, 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 that, if anything, that's, that's not even gravy, it's like, you know, a nice bowl that maybe the gravy goes in, because it's so far away from what you're trying to do on a daily basis, which is... You know, uh, you know, sell comics and and and, and build the audience uh, for comics in the world, but um, but that's sort of what the the Eisner Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailing Award uh, honors. And there were you know uh, us and five other awesome, incredible stores that were nominated for the honor this year, and we were just blown away that that, that we received it. What, uh, what what do you know? What the criteria are to um, get nominated? For yeah, this? there's there's three or four areas that they focus on. One is diversity of product, meaning if you're just like a Marvel DC kind of store with no um, alternatives, you're probably not the one that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, make the final cut. Um, nothing against Marvel and DC. We love Marvel and DC, but they want a diverse mix. And uh, that's just a criterion. Um, you know, presentation of the store, you know, you know, sort of that you're, you know, uh, you know, you're not the Android's dungeon. They're never going to get, you know, uh, uh, you know, nominated from the Simpsons. Um, you never hear, what's that smell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing about what's that smell is when we first opened, I mean, we had a guy come in, and I, I love... I love this guy. I mean, he was like a big... I shouldn't say too much about him because he'll sue me. But he was like a big Jack Kirby Fantastic Four fan. And we're all big Jack Kirby Fantastic Four fans. Um, and this guy was sort of working his way through Masterworks and things. And coming in the store... And, he, and this would happen on occasion. He would, he, he would go, This doesn't smell like a comic book store. I, I just kind of don't get it. And he was saying it as almost a criticism and I and we had to take it as our, our, our biggest compliment because because we I mean part of it was we were new I mean but we we didn't bring in our you know all our long boxes of, of, of old musty old comics from from 20 years ago we are kind of set up with a bookstore uh, model we do have back issues but again everything's maintained and cleaned and we don't have that kind of like yeah you know who, who left the ham sandwich behind the cash register kind of you know smell that some most comic stores don't and certainly most of the ones nominated for for you know, uh, all the ones you know nominated for the Eisner you know, don't, but there, there, there is that, there's that stereotype, and it is, unfortunately, I think there are shops that still, you know, you know, you fill that stereotype, um, and the award is designed to, to, uh, uh, you know, to reach out beyond that. The other, so the criterions are presentation, and the criteria is also, uh, some level, you know, promoting comics, uh, you know, outside the existing audience, mm -hmm. and, and the final criteria is, um, is community service. You know, do you do you do you take uh, do you take some of what you do and try and you know help the community along with just having a you know strong business? Well, I know you have a charity box out yes. uh, on the counter for a local library program. Yeah, well, it's a it's a project we've been working on for the last six months or so, and uh, and Jed Myers uh, uh, initiated it um, 
Judd's here. Judd, do you want Judd to talk, Myers, do you want to talk about the Penny Lane uh, Library Project and how that came about? I do indeed. However, right now I need to get a Wonder Woman statue for someone. Okay. It just never stops. <laughs> Excellent. Well, remember what that is. Okay. The Penny Lane Project. Well, I'd rather I'd rather let Judd talk about that. Okay. Well, we will go. I'll come back to that then uh, when when Judd has. Well, we've always. But in, adi in addition, in addition to that, we've always you know um, we use free comic book day as a way to uh, we have uh, the 501st Legion you know the, uh, the gang that's dresses up as stormtroopers one, one of our staff members actually is a member of the 501st so. there, there you go we had a um, we, and we had a Princess Leia this year too and, 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 and oh. that, that was a that was a wonderful thing and they you know they come voluntarily and and we make a donation to them of toys books comics uh, that they then bring to San Diego Comic-Con. They go to the Children's Hospital down in San Diego. So there's always thing, different things throughout the year um, because we, you know, uh, you know, kid, especially for kids. Kids love comics, and there's kids in hospitals, kids in foster care, and anything we can do to help, we try to do. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, how long have they had that that award? I mean, you again, you may. Uh, I think it's like I think thirteen years or so. I think there's a total of sixteen or seventeen honorees now because the first few were actually when they first created the award. You know, nobody knew how to apply for the award. You know, and it was more of a Hall of Fame kind of thing. So, like uh, Rory Root's store in Berkeley, Comic Relief. You know, uh, arguably the the best you know uh, comic book shop in the country. Um, you know, in terms of just, you know, depth of stock and depth of knowledge, I mean... Can you be a repeat winner of this award? No. Ah. It's a, it, like I say, it's more of a Hall of Fame kind of thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's based on who owns the store. Theoretically, if ownership changed, a store might be re-eligible, but I don't think... Well, I mean, all sorts of... T I mean, I don't know what, what all the technicalities are. But, uh, but the first few years, they, would, they nominated several stores and then sort of created a committee of people then to sort of seek out and promote uh, more stores that went on. Uh, well, you said uh, people didn't know how to apply, so is this something you had to apply for? It's a, it's a nomination. Every year there's a nomination form in the San Diego ballot, that, or the San Diego updates, you know, that they give them out in comic book mm -hmm. stores. I don't know if they add, they may take an ad out in the Comics Journal, they may take out in the buyer's guide or some other places, but basically you need to be nominated. Some Someone needs to nominate you and uh, you know usually presumably customers who go hey I read what's required here and I think my store you know uh, qualifies the Eisner people receive the nominations they go through them and they they alert you that you've been nominated and then there is a process where you have to simply supply uh, you have to supply docu documentation pictures of the store uh, descriptions of thing you know of, of things that fit the criteria as well as provide a five minute uh, videotape showing showing your store and explaining sort of why you do the things you do and, and it's kind of the capper to people but for me following you has been a a high-profile year. You certainly you got mentioned in the LA Times over your Dark Tower yes. promotion. Comfort Resources is often coming in here and checking mm -hmm. it out. So, and I, I mean, and not to, I'm going to do my own horn. Um, I mean, I was voted to the board of directors of Comics Pro, the comics uh, professional retail right. organization. Next thing I was going to go. There, which yeah. oh, you were okay. So, no, actually, but that's good. Let's do it over no, here. No, 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 <laughs> no. Because I mean, I think that's that that is something. Um, this is a new organization too, and I want to talk. I about apologize it. to everyone listening if I sound like a complete ass. 
<laughs> I do not mean to. But you don't. You're, uh, you, you know, but because obviously there is no comics industry without someone selling them, without selling the product. Oh no, it's all going to be digital in five years, according to Joe Casada. <laughs> I hadn't heard him say that. But, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, so yeah, you're part of this of, the, of Comics Pro, which right. is an organization. Because do, doesn't everybody like to? Uh, I'm sorry. I just have to. I, I have to make a comment on that. Is like, I think com- comics will be entirely downloadable at, at at the time when we all want to take our laptops with us into the bathroom. And I don't see that happening yeah, we, anytime we, soon. <laughs> <laughs> they lightweight, and if we could just have that smell of paper. Right, exactly. They, I mean, look, I mean, I know we're, uh, you know, I, I love to read comics, but, I all, but I'm aware, but I think most of the places I like to read comics, I don't, I'm not necessarily uh, at the computer at the time. Right, so... <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about Comics Pro as an organization. Uh, and <laughs> that's the worst segue <laughs> ever. Supplier of bath- yeah, bathroom bathroom products. Good lord, uh, because this was started. Uh, is it Brian Hibbs was behind this? Brian Hibbs. Uh, I mean, the the Brian Hibbs, uh, Gary Dills of Phoenix Comics, uh, Chris Powell of Lone Star, Amanda Fisher Muse Comics, Michael Drivis, uh, 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 Big Brain Comics, um, and I'm uh, who are. Uh, other uh, board members. That, that's a, that's a good place to start. Uh, I hope because um, my my memory's failing me. Oh, Rick uh, uh, Rick Lowell of Casablanca, uh, Ben uh, Trujillo of Star Clipper, and I'm pretty sure there's like one person I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting because there's nine of us on on, on the board. On but, the board, but yeah, a lo- much but, larger but membership. Yeah, but the the the, the, the membership uh, at this point is is almost uh, almost a hundred separate members and over like 130 storefronts and I know people you know when things come up on you know the various you know message boards people talking about the organization they go oh well that's such a small you know percentage when you think about statistics first of all it, 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 it's you know it, to, to have that many people this early on I mean it's, it's pretty you know significant if you think that there's maybe we still don't know if it's 2,000 3,000 you know stores across the uh, comic book dedicated comic book stores across the country but beyond that the amount of sales that these 130 stores represent it's not uh, it's a much larger percentage because you're talking because our membership includes you know the largest comic book chains in the country from Lone Star to Midtown to mm-hmm. you know uh, to you know Coliseum Comics in Florida I mean we're talking the, the 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 buying power and influence represented in Comics mm-hmm. Pro is much larger than the numbers may uh, may indicate. And have you guys made any significant uh, statements that have had some kind of response from the industry? Uh, yes, we did release a our first position paper recently, um, which was about variant covers. Uh, you know, and the summation of it was, you know, every store, every retailer has a different attitude. I love variant covers because, you know, I have customers who buy all of them. Others, oh, it's too much work. I don't like to have to have different covers. So we came up with a position that was basically a request to publishers. Just let us order them separately. Let us determine what we need for for, for our store and, and give us, you know, what we call separate line items. You know, it wasn't, you know, there, there were other different facets, but the main, the basic thing was we'd rather, we'd rather be able to order, instead of telling us it's a 50-50, I mean, there, I, I won't name the publisher out of embarrassing them but it was a clear case where one cover was this beautiful piece of art and the other cover was you know was a kind of 
interpretation, uh, a different interpretation of this, the, the the story inside. And God, I, I can actually think of three covers that that, that applies to. You. But often, what happens? A lot. Yeah, you know, you and you see the stack, and one cover sells out, and then I'm sitting in the other cover. But basically, that means I had to buy two comics to sell one comic, and that that you know, I mean, in terms of an inventory level, that hurts us. Um, you know, the interesting thing about comic book retailer organizations is you sometimes find out, you know, one man's meat is another man's poison. And I did find out in one of those cases that the cover I sold was the cover that stores across the country didn't sell. So actually, we're talking now about swapping. Not being out able to swap out. Okay. Well, yeah, this so, is the advantage of, of alliance. Yeah. So the comic book Robert Scott's Comic Book Industry Alliance. You know, we do a lot of uh, swapping through through that, but. But overall, though, you know, with all the, the 1 in 10 variants and things, we just like to be able to, for our inventory purposes, we want things, you know, we don't want a, uh, uh, you know, we just want to be able to have things listed as a separate line item because it allows, it just is better for, you know, better for us in the, in, in the long run. Um, and I think it was, you know, uh, um, you know, it was, a, it was, it was a f- first step. I think it was a topic that wasn't uh, really that volatile, but it was something, you know, but it was something that everybody had a concern about. So it was a real, uh, it was a real challenge to craft a paper that the membership could agree on that served everybody's needs. And I think that was the, the, the best thing to come out of it, that we, that even though, you know, I don't think there's anybody who wants late books, so it would be easy to, to say, to issue a position paper, say, we don't want late books anymore, you know. Yeah. We want Ultimate Wolverine Hulk today, you know. I mean, who, who's going to say no? I'm sorry, which book was that? <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I really Do you don't remember, remember that one? I think at Comic-Con they said they swear there's a script for issue three done. Oh, my God. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no comment. Um, I can get in trouble. But um, on, you know, but on the varying cover paper, it was simply the idea that, that, that you know, every every store had a different attitude toward it, but we were able to at least come together on agreement of, of how a solution that would allow everybody to kind of handle it the best way in their in their store. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other things that, that Comics Pro has been effective in that have been more you know, behind the scenes, because I think part of any kind of organization is is, is working with, you know, we're, we're not an organization that's going to go, uh, we're mad at Diamond that they did this, we're mad at DC that they did this, we're mad at Marvel, blah, blah, blah. It's how do we work together, and we just have a stronger voice because when they're talking to Comics Pro members, they're talking to a unified voice. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's not just, uh, you know, and that's what's great about having some of the, the, the members and, and, and partners we have because... Because they're large accounts that they were able to pick up the phone on their own behalf, you know, to, you know, Lone Star Comics, you know, can pick up the phone anytime and talk to, you know, the head of Diamond and go, you know, here's, here's what we're concerned about this week. But now when, when, when they get those calls, it doesn't just represent Lone Star Comics, it represents, you know, an entire organization. Yeah, so that's good. All right, so uh, let's get a little back to the fun, which is... Fun! Yeah, fun! Comic-Con! Yeah, yeah. What was your high point? No, I very clearly... Uh, <laughs> they, they call your name. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah, you know, they call your name, and what do you do? Oh, my God. I, th- I you know, I, I, I'm not a heavy drinker, but I did have a few drinks that night <laughs> to take the edge off. Um, some some very nice screwdrivers that the, the, the bartender uh-huh. made for me. Um 
you know, but I mean, Judd and our manager Darren, who who uh, I think is going to pop in at some point. Hope so. Uh, you know, who uh, our, we wouldn't have the store we have without without Darren and our, our and and Dan, our sales associate. But Darren, Judd, and I were sort of sitting there, and you know, they show the things, and you're you know, they show list all the six nominations, and of course you're nervous. And and I'm looking at the staircase, and all I kept thinking was, if they do say our names, I just hope I do not trip on my way up the staircase, which like five other people had done. And I'm going, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. And um, and then we're sitting there, and they said Earth Two Comics, and you know you couldn't believe it. We're looking at each other, you can't believe it. You go up there, and you suddenly realize you're in this, you know, and then you realize. Oh, this is a room full of lots of people. You know, like when you're sitting there, this you didn't the realize. Ballroom, right? This is it was the room 20, 20 where they 20. did all like the, I think the lost stuff and the hero this is about stuff. Forty five hundred people. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that's on. it. You know, they they moved some chairs to make room for some tables, but but in the front, you're looking at these luminaries. I mean, you know, Neil Gaiman is there. Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham are there. Um, you know, uh, Ed Brubaker's there. You know, I mean, you know, uh, Tony Millionaire, you know, Sock Monkey is, is there. I mean, the, 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 some of the greatest talents in comics are sitting there. Dick Ayers of, you know, Sergeant of um, Nick Fury, Nick you know, Fury, yeah. fame. Um, so yeah. they get the Roy good Thomas. Seat. They get the good seat. They oh, get yeah. the good seat. Well, yeah, you know, every, well, you know, the tables are like sponsored by different uh, sure. different companies. And Roy Thomas is there comparing you to a literary archetype, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Okay. You know, uh, you know, Roy Roy Thomas was paying a tribute to Gardner Fox, and and suddenly it was like, oh my God, we're not, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, we we've been to like retailer conventions and retailer organizations, and you're kind of sitting on a thing, and it's like suddenly, like, no, I'm. All the people they're they're looking you know they're looking at us and there was you know Neil Gaiman sitting in the front row and I, I had to looking right at me and I said you know what I, I apologize if I if I ramble but you know unlike Neil Gaiman we only get one shot at this <laughs> because you can only as you said you only get this 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 award once and uh, and I realized you know Roy Thomas had paid tribute to Gardner Fox who wrote the first you know who wrote um, Flash of Two Worlds oh, right, which is the, the very first Earth Two story and then of course Crisis on Earth One and Crisis on Earth Two, the first Justice League, Justice Society crossover, and I mean, those are the the those are the the types of stories, that kind of imagination that you know sparked Judd and I to name the store Earth Two because because those were the stories you always looked forward to. So you know, so I, I and I also said like it was a you know I, I took it as a good sign, or I guess it, we should have taken it as an omen when Roy Thomas was paying tribute to Gardner Fox who uh, who who created Earth Two. Um, I mean, without him, we would have had to come up with another name. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, it, you know, thanked our wives because I sat on the couch and watched enough award ceremonies with my wife to know that the better. first thing out of your mouth is thank your wife. And, she, and when I talked to her later, the first thing she said, so did you thank Maybe. me? <laughs> and I said, absolutely, many times. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and mention, I'll say this quickly, cut it out if it doesn't fit, but uh, w one of the, you know, the, the first, um, you know, when Judd and I first met, it, the exciting thing, you know, and, and, you know, especially with like, uh, you know, the exciting thing for us was, we were both guys who, between us, went to three or four or five comic book stores a week, you know, uh, you know, on a Wednesday. And so when we were first talking about the store, we were always comparing us. Well, what do you read? What do you read? And, and uh, you know, I, we're talking five years ago, and the, the 
only two or three issues were out, I said, you got to read Fables. And he said to me, you got to read Why the Last Man. And, and I'm like, how can there be a book that's so good that I haven't heard of it? And he said the same thing. And then we both read each other's recommendations and fell in love with those books. And when I look at our, our sales for the, 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 the past, you know, five mm-hmm. years, the, the move toward trades, our bookstore model, you know, I was going around and like kissing, you know, Mark Buckingham's feet and shaking Bill Willingham's hand, and I wish I could only get my hands on, you know, Brian Vaughn to give him a hug, but these guys, when you add it up, these are these are our business. I mean, I've got nothing to sell. If I, if I, if I don't have their stories to sell, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Would you would you say Bill Willinger, uh, the Fables is your best, one of your best sellers? Oh yeah, I mean the Fables series, uh, in terms you know certainly in terms of volume, in terms of series, Walking Dead, Fables, uh, Why the Last Man. I mean these are books that have you know six, seven, eight, nine books in a series, mm-hmm. and we still sell number one, and if someone buys number one, they're in for the whole thing, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there are there are few, very few books where like, oh, I'll try volume one, and you know, and, and then someone just doesn't pick it up. And their titles, the average person has no idea no, what they are. No, I mean, the funny thing is about like bookstore sales, everybody, th- I remember uh, a Comic-Con three or four years ago, and I got in a big argument with somebody, uh, because everybody thought... Comic that bookstores were going to kill comic book stores because they were going to have all the trades, and maybe this was two years ago. And this and two years ago, you could you couldn't walk into a a, a Barnes and Noble or a, a, a Borders or a you know Crown. Well, I don't even know if Crown still exists, but these bookstores were not carrying full lines. May, even if they had Sandman, I mean that's the other thing. I mean Sandman is also you know the other one. You know, uh, I mean looking at Neil Gaiman. Um, but even if they have Sandman, it's a rare day where you'd walk into one of those bookstores and they'd have one through ten in, you know, in... in, in, in and it still is. Yeah. It, it still is. You walk down here, I'm into, a, I'm into the borders with the Barnes & Noble I was right. in the other night, and well, eight racks of manga and right. one thing of... Right. They do not service... The, um, the the comic book reading community. I mean, manga is is sort of a, is a separate you know category mm-hmm. to, 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 to to some extent. And you know, and you're not going to find a full set of fables. You're not going to find a full set of why. And 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 but we're we're doing it. And all the customers we have, every one of them hasn't read one of those books. And I believe that every one of them should. We still sell Watchmen. I mean, at, what's going to come out of Comic Con is everyone who hasn't read Watchmen is you know and. Believe it or not, they're out there. Oh, uh, I know. you know. Um, I mean, because every year, out of the millions of children that that come of age, right. two or three of them read Watchmen. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, there so. are. I mean, we and we do through college or what have you. I mean, thousands of there are thousands of new comics fans every year. But if they walk into a comic shop and 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 the the guy behind the counter doesn't help them or point them in the direction of something that they're gonna, you know, they saw V for Vendetta and they come in for V for Vendetta. And then they come back and they go, what else? And the person goes, um, well, I like, uh, you know, Caboozle Man. And I'm picking Caboozle Man because I don't want to insult anybody. But, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's like if you, get, if you don't follow that, that, that person who comes and going, I want more, and mm-hmm. feed them, you know, it's a hungry person. And if you feed them crap, they're not going to come back. They're going to go, well, it kind of tidied me over, but it made me... It didn't make me but feel Watchmen good. Is so but there's so much, there's so much good stuff out there, and and you know, and and, and um, I mean, you know, that that's the uh, I don't know how we got on the whole borders thing, but 
but, but basically, but basically talking to these guys are our business. I mean, and I and I wanted to, and I and, and from the stage we also thanked we also thanked them and we thanked their customers because again we'd have no we'd have, we'd have no right. business you know without without them and um, and and you know that that. There's great stories and people who want to read them. That's the, those are the only two things we need to stay in business and fulfill our mission. Thanks to continue telling great stories. Yeah. Uh, the, which is not your mission. That's the other side. No, maybe, we're, we're like maybe. Maybe. We're, we're matchmakers. <laughs> we're, ma- we're matchmakers between storytellers and readers. Well, hello, Dolly. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's talk, let's just then widen out. You know, it, this here we are post con. Uh, the exciting things that came out of there. Yeah, she said a lot of people are going to watch, want to see Watchmen. You yeah. you bought your poster on eBay. <laughs> I managed to get mine in the last literal last minute. Um, I know I'm such a sucker. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, now I have to go home and check and see if that poster matches up. Like, is there a panel, or did Dave Gibbons draw that? that no, that's an original drawing. I. It's even cooler. <laughs> And not only is there, he on your piece of paper, he just drew that a thousand times. <laughs> wow! No, it's the Dang, shot. he's good. It's a shot. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, like he's done with other Watchmen art. I mean, and I am a Watchman. I mean, I I read it monthly as it came out. And sure. I mean, Watchmen is prob. You know, if you said what's your favorite comic, Watchmen is the answer. Yeah. Um, I take it off the shelf for about every three years. Yeah. And you read it. Hey, the absolute was a great reason to, to pull it off the shelf and sit it on my lap. And speaking of sitting on your lap, Darren, no, get in front of the chair, no. <laughs> okay, hope we don't get any noise. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Watchmen is you know uh, is you know top of the line in terms of comics. I'm really disappointed they never came out with those action figures they they promised to about. You know, I have the photos. Years ago. I have the photos. Oh, you'll have to send me those. Uh, um, I'll find them, but I know I have them because we ran them on the site. You know, and I still like. I, I look for like custom. You know, custom made. You know, maybe there's a custom guy doing some out there. Uh, I saw uh, there's a great Rorschach at the convention. I got a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I should got a picture with him. But In yeah, fact, I, I think I was riding on the bus. <laughs> like on Saturday night, but out of costume. Uh, he had taken the mask off, mm. uh, and he because he was talk- It was this guy talking about yeah. having done an interview in character and right. doing all the hmm oh, and funny. stuff. So I, I don't know if it's if it's the same or not. But, but the Watchmen news is great. I think Patrick Wilson is an incredible night owl. I think that's that that that's a that's a good buzz. And I mean, I'm excited about you know. I mean, I think with Zack Snyder. The elements are interesting enough that where you know it's easy to be the cynical person going, oh, they're gonna ruin them. You know, they're gonna ruin. The, they'll never ruin the comic because I'll always have the comic to read. Right. I think these people seem to love Watchmen as much as I do. I think the coolest, most confirming rumor I've heard this week in the wake of it was that Jerry Butler, who was supposed to have a part after Three Hundred, was to follow, is the guy from Tales of the Black Freighter. Ooh. So you know, anyone who says that, regardless, one way or the other, they're going to shoot tales from the black Fre- of tales of the black freighter, and if and if only as DVD extras. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know, okay. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, if you think, you know, one one of the other big things people were talking about movie wise was Blade Runner. You know, in the five disc set that's coming out. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, Warner Brothers is going to make more money. With that re-release of that Blade Runner DVD this year, then they probably made in the entire lifetime of Blade Runner because the movie was originally a flop, but to four cuts, four cuts of the film. 
That'd be Darren. Darren's in here. He's talking. Right. Four I'm cuts. sorry to interrupt, but I get excited. When no, you're, you're not interrupting. It was great. I mean, I saw it, you know, opening weekend. I, 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 you know, again, it's one of those things I feel like, you know, Darren always thinks I always think I'm right, and uh, and, and and Blade Runner that was one of those ones that prove it. I went with a bunch of friends when on opening weekend, and I said, "Wow, this is this is this is the greatest movie ever." And they said that was like the worst piece of do I think you're slow science think you're right? fiction. Oh, I think you've said that to me, but Dude, I could be wrong. Something else. Something else. <laughs> All right, uh, but I you know he is always right because at the end of the day, signs my checks. So, <laughs> but I don't. Very good. <laughs> That's true. Even when Judd's out of town. <laughs> All right, I'll talk. Yeah. So Darren just saw his name on my notepad. Oh, okay. He's willing to come back in now that he knows he's on the on the, on the official notepad. <laughs> um, but you know, but but it's interesting. It seems like they're going to set out with Watchmen to create not just a movie, but to also create the collectible DVD in advance with talk of that. And you know what? The way he shot 300, he could do. And and when you think of what the panels in. Tales from the Black Freighter look like, that's a very simple, you know, I mean, you could set up a, a guy in a palm tree against a green screen. <laughs> and probably will. Yeah. And, and, yeah, no, it's it's all very doable, and as much as I would have liked to have seen, say, Terry Gilliam's version 20 years ago when he was talking about it, I'm kind of glad it's waited to this time. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the world's caught up with Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get... I don't know if we got a lot of comics news out of there. I mean, the big thing I think that people seem to be just still rocked by is Mark Wade becoming editor-in-chief of, of Boom Studios. That 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 was the big news uh, for me. I mean, Mark's, Mark's a, a great guy, and we see him often. And I think, I think it shows, I mean, certainly a, a dedication of, of, of Boom to continuing a really strong comics line in addition to... Um, that's my phone. I'm going to turn that off. <laughs> and we're back. back. Okay. <laughs> um, Mark Wade taking over uh, as editor-in-chief of, of, of Boom. I don't know if he is taking over. I don't know if there was an editor-in-chief. I don't think they... Well, I, I, I guess Ross sort of, but it was never um, really an official title. But it, it, it shows a real commitment to 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 creating a, uh, a really strong comic book line in addition to a lot of the media work that they do and selling the comics to... Uh, it says they're not just here to, to create properties to sell to movies. That It, it suggests they really are, are you know, committed to a, a, a comic book line um and you know i have all the same questions other people you know do you know you know does it mean more you know superheroes does it mean uh you know uh i mean mark's doing a series called potter's field which i can't wait to read uh coming out from boom which is which is again it is a great idea for a tv series it's like a guy who um you know he he i think he investigates on behalf of you know, people who you know died under mysterious circumstances. That may be a, a kind of generic, uh, uh, generic way to do it. But you know, the idea of like the Potter's Field is the great is where people right. people that, that uh, have no the, no spot where the anonymous are, are 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 buried. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like that kind of you know, uh, you know, slightly dead man esque kind of kind of kind of concept. And I'm really looking forward to that, and I think um, you know that is that is. You know, exciting news. But at the same time, it means we're still going to get Mark Wade writing the Flash, which has been fantastic. Um, yeah, the, no, I just want because one of the things was kind of picking up was some people were a little concerned. Did, did he, you know, did he burn a bridge? Because the way he accepted the his public announcement was, you know, that DC waited till the very last minute to talk to him about being. Uh, 
uh, exclusive again, as they did with some of Marvel's newest employees. And it was kind of, you know, one of those things. So there's kind of some concern, possibly, that we're going to see just enough of a flash run to look politic, and then, and then he'll be off. I mean, I, I, I haven't, I haven't heard that. I mean, so or, or know that. So that, that, you know, I don't know. I'm right now. I'm reading it. And I, I might hope that's not true because I love the flash. Yeah. I mean, that all flash was was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and and look, you know, there's. I, I, well, my understanding is we is 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 more as a writer of you know mainstream superhero comics. Mark is still available. So mm-hmm. you know, if if uh, if anyone, you know, I don't think it's it's Mark burning bridges. If if any if any anybody making the decision, it would be someone else making the, that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I think, but I think you know I don't know that the days of the I don't think. The one comment I will make is I don't know that these exclusive deals are, are, are always the best thing. I mean, at least from the reader point of view. I mean, I love a creator who can get a deal and be comfortable for a year or two knowing that they've got work. But I think sometimes there's a mentality on the companies that it's like, it's it, you know, they have a collector mentality. They're, they're like the collectors who don't take the toy out of the box. They, they, they hire Mark Wade. They, they, you know, they snag... A Jeff Loeb and you know, uh, or a uh, Bruce Jones, or, who is not yeah. necessarily the best fit for DC and has had a right, hard time. Right. Exactly. Now, but and then and then they want to go, aha! Yeah, they they, they you know, uh, and Bruce is a really you know great guy and great writer and did some great work with the Hulk and really re- revitalized what you know you know a series that had been kind of floundering and gave it a new edge that you know for a certain time really worked and. Um, and then someone, you know, you, you, they, they grab the deal, and then it's like, oh, but now we don't know what to what always to do with you. Um, and everybody gets paid, so you kind of can't complain. But I, but from all the creators I know and have ever talked to, all they want to do is sit down and write something they really love and feel really passionate about. And I think sometimes these these deals, like I say, where it offers a security, maybe keeps, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't allow everybody to really do the the the, the best. You know uh, uh, what work they can. Yeah, I think sometimes it's like, well, now that we got them, we don't have to. We don't have to play them. You know. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes it's hurt. It's hurt runs of books. And, yeah. Uh, and Jeff Loeb was supposed to do the Spirit with Darwin Cook. I thought. Right. right. And although actually, I think Darwin Cook's been doing a, a fantastic, oh, fantastic job yeah. with the Spirit, but it still would have been right. nice. Uh, well, and and Jeff Loeb, who, who well, obviously he's also been doing Heroes. You know, he's got a TV show, and I know we know how that affects people's writing schedules. <laughs> um, but you know, but, uh, you know and, and and I think the Fallen Sun. Um, I don't think it's gotten all the credit it, it deserves. I think the Fallen Sun miniseries, um, you know, following the death of Captain America, has been has been a really great piece. Of writing and, and 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 very emotional and really dealing with how these characters are dealing with the death of Captain America, but I feel like you know, and as I said, there's other circumstances with the TV show, but big announcement: we have Jeff Loeb at Marvel, and in a year it's it's five comics, you know, and and is, what, is that all that he's done in this year? Yeah, I mean, I know he's he may be working ahead of schedule on the stuff with, with the Ultimates. But then the other thing is that they were doing Ultimates three and four simultaneously, right. but four has been canceled because they changed their plans. Right. So now it's Ultimate right. beginning. So Ultimate I'm Origins sure and... the goal is with with Jeff and with the artists, uh, you know, to get ahead. So and again, since I asked for comics not to be late as a retailer, I have to understand that I can't bemoan that they are. Oh, excuse me. It is seven comics because he wrote two issues of Onslaught Reborn. Yes, actually, I wrote three or four. 
Oh, I, I think three finally came I out. blocked those from my memory. Okay, that's okay. But, uh, all right, so, but still, clearly not right, a whole right. heck of a lot. But, but not in terms of when you say, oh, exclusive, what you, what you sort of hope to see. It wasn't, I mean, certainly, I'll say DC's deal with Grant Morrison, that, you know, or even Jeff Johns, those are two guys where you just see tons and tons of stuff. So if you're fans of them, and I am, well, you, I, get, you get it, in, and you get it in, in, in multiple, you know. I even packages. saw some, just because I had a chance, obviously I came in a little earlier, bought some books, and one of the books you featured, Metal Man, not actually written by Grant Morrison, but he's back there behind the scenes yes. giving other writers yes. ideas. Yeah, so Metal Man is from a concept and ideas by Grant Morrison. Right, and I talked to Duncan Rouleau at the um, uh, at Comic-Con a bit about it and he, he, you know, he wrote and drew it based on those those ideas, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it, it is, you know, if you're a fan of like, you know, Graham Morrison's kind of Doom Patrol kind of thing, he throws in like this kind of steampunk aspect. It's an interesting to it. read. I like yeah, it a lot better you know, than I thought I was going to like it, it. it. It's you know, it's not. You just read 52, and here's what the metal men are doing today. And that's what I guess going into it, I thought it was going to be a little more of that, and it's actually this kind of like. You know, more of this meditation, a little more, I'd say, in the Seven Soldiers kind of spirit of 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 of, of maybe everything's not what you think it is. You yeah. know, trying not to spoil it. You know, for it, well, I'd say it's the first book I've seen that referenced the Atlant the Age of Atlantis or the Fall of Atlantis, the Justice League. Oh, oh, oh like the, the Obsidian ago. Age one. The Obsidian or? Age. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, what yeah. it's called. I'm trying to remember that was someone else. Yeah, that there that it spins off of. Right. I mean, it's not a sequel or anything, but that a, a plot point from the Obsidian right. Age suddenly matters well, in the you know, beginning Duncan, of this book. Duncan is one of the men of action with, you know, Joe Casey and Joe That's Kelly true. and yeah. Steve Siegel. So whether, I don't know if he had done any art for that, but it is possible that he wanted to, that, he, you know, whether that was from Grant or Duncan might have be working in some homages to his... Uh, to his studio compatriots. Well, that's that, that's funny. It was it was a really good book. So I'd yeah. say that's an unexpected great sure. read. Uh, thanks, Grant. Uh, but thanks, <laughs> Duncan. I because I really from uh, Superman, Batman, where Metal Man had been in there, I hadn't really been all that impressed. Right. Which but that was yeah, and that wasn't uh, that was other. But I can't people. I can't make sense heads or tails out of that book anyway. Uh, so, uh, but uh, how about let's uh, let's see. Well. Uh, Talking about heroes, DC is going to collect that. The online, yeah, that's cool. You think you're going to you're going to be able to push that product? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I have more people asking for in terms of thing people who ask for things that don't exist. The heroes comic book is is the top. You know that you know Lucy Ed's library in Sandman. <laughs> Heroes <laughs> is now moving from that library of books that don't exist, you know, yeah. uh, the best unwritten books ever, to to uh, to coming into existence. I mean, we could, you know, I mean, even if it's a keepsake, even if it is, you know, because I, 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 I've seen some of the online pages. I don't know if it really is a, is a does work as a full comic or a full. I read one chapter once yeah. because they gave up a, spoil, a spoiler about something right. that had happened and someone. Listed, you know, you got to go check that out. Right, so right. I did, and I mean, it was a decent five-page story. I've been wondering all year long why it wasn't in print. So well, I mean, it is because it ultimately is more a licensing deal than a, than a publishing deal. I mean, you know, an NBC doesn't have to be in the business of publishing comic books, right. but to partner with it with an entity like DC, you know, who have really done, you know, I mean, well, both Marvel and DC have incredible Tim uh, Sale, Jeff Loeb books. 
Um, but certainly, you know, again, Long Halloween being one of my, my favorites. I like the idea of DC doing a nice deluxe hardcover. Because uh, I think it'll be an album that people will want as a, as, as, a, as a collectible and a souvenir in addition to being able to read and, and, and look at the art. And I presume it'll have all the paintings. I mean, I, I mean from what I've seen, a lot of the, the, the work is, you know, a lot of the... Uh, pieces of the story are things that we see as the paintings as well but I imagine it'll be a like kind of a graphic album that will contain all the art that Tim you know as much as possible that Tim has done for the series uh, you know and again it'll be a great thing yeah yeah so I am pre-ordering one <laughs> well, no higher price than me. <laughs> actually, actually pre-ordering, I shouldn't say I'm pre-ordering a lot more than one but I'm actually buying one, one for yourself for yourself and yeah. uh, you know as we're stuck in the middle of summer where there really weren't a lot of, I'd say, plot, except that DC did announce the final countdown, uh, the final, final crisis. crisis. You want to say the final countdown. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> wrong title. The final I keep cr- calling it ultimate crisis, and I know DC's got to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and their lawyers are on the phone right now. Yes, exactly. uh, so they did announce the final crisis, which is uh, May of next year, so we're, we're way off there. Um, as we said, what do you? I, I, I walked in here. I noticed you got a lot of Hulk back issues up, and World War yes. Hulk is a very successful event. Uh, I, I would say, how are how is World War Hulk versus Countdown actually going? Uh, they're two very different animals. I mean, World War Hulk is certainly the event of the moment, uh, with the most momentum. Uh, Marvel got this third issue out really hot on the heels of the second one. Um, you know, I mean, it's only been like three weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and people love the Hulk, and they love the Hulk beating up every hero in the Marvel Universe. So uh, it really was kind of a... A, a very a, simple concept, Hulk a, smash. A simple concept, and, and but at the same time, a simple concept, but executed with a great story, the Planet Hulk epic that led up to this mm-hmm. had people, I mean, you know, and we made an investment in the early issues because we said, you know what, this, you know, David Gabriel at Marvel, who's, you know, uh, certainly been um, the retailer's friend for the last, you know, uh, few years that he's been in this job and, you know, kept telling us, Planet Hulk is going to be something big, you know, and he's earned a lot of trust that way. He, he lets us know about this. He said as much as he could about Captain America dying without saying Captain America's dying. Um, he 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 knows the value. Unlike previous Marvel administrations, you know, with the no overprint policy and stuff, David Gabriel appreciates the value of having Marvel comics on the shelves to actually sell. So he wants us to to order wisely and know what we're ordering. And uh, and we we, but even doing our best to promote and and you know keep Planet Hulk going, we sold out of issues you know here and there. And, and you know, but but this was a story that people wanted to read, and that's always the best thing to have a Hulk story people want to read. Now they're reading the hardcover, which collects the whole Planet Hulk. And uh, and then they're going and then it's a and decent buy too. It's not. I mean, it's like forty dollars. It's a forty dollar hardcover. Uh, but it's you know how it's like you know fifteen issues. Of yeah, comics. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, you know it's really. I mean, it, it's a va- if you look at a two ninety nine comic, essentially it's a value. It's larger art. I mean, it's really you know um, you know we have all kinds of customers. They come in every week and buy comics. They wait for the collection, but it, but but it's a but it's a, a a collection that, that, that if, you know, you just want to read the story, and it's a story that you can't put down, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, which is the great thing about it, and, and so World War Hulk has had that kind of momentum. Um, Countdown 
you know, I'm not going to, I'm, uh, I think everyone kind of feels that, that, that it's, that, that they, they're, uh, they want to know what's going on. I think making a countdown to Final Crisis gives it a little more focus. I think I see things in the book now that are finally taking us to a place, but I, you know, I, I gotta be honest and say, when I unpacked issue 39, you know, and realized we're like three months into Countdown, and I didn't, and I, and I just did the mental comparison of 52 and thought how much, how much, how deep in we were to a story, 13 issues into to, to 52 versus 13 issues into Countdown, and I think that's if there's a frustration that people feel, I think it's I think it's that. But you know, from people I talked to at Comic Con, and certainly the Final Crisis thing, I think it's still you know, the story still hasn't been told. And, you know, and what's exciting to me in looking at, like, this week's all-new Adam, you know, now it's starting all this, like, multiversal stuff. They're hopping universes, you know, uh, the Adam and, and um, uh, you know, Jason Todd, you know, Jason Todd's freaking back, you know? Uh, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're gonna jump worlds and they're gonna go to, you know, the, the fiddlers in, 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 in the Atom this week, and so that's like a very Earth 2 feeling to me. <laughs> I always like, you know, the fiddler, I'm there. Um, you know, so, so a lot of the, a lot of this fun is, is starting, uh, this, you know, the Sinestro Core story, I think, is 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 in a way DC's big event right now. Yeah, did that uh, take you guys by surprise? Um, yes and no. I mean, uh, Judd Myers at our order meeting for that month, um, my business partner, you know, called it. He said, order a lot of those. And, and I'm like, okay, this many? He goes, no, whatever you're thinking of ordering, double it. And I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah. And he's, I always say, you know, I mean, if you have to identify yourself by your favorite hero, you know, he's Green Lantern, I'm the Flash, you know, those are sort of our, our you know, our, our, our DC identities. And he really, he really honed in and recognized that this was something, that it wasn't just a extra issue of Green Lantern, that there was something big going on. And, and we ordered it in large numbers, probably larger than, you know, you know, sometimes we just go that extra distance to go, you know what, we want to be the store that has it, because... We always go, if we stop and think about it for five or ten minutes, and and maybe other people don't even think about it, then we also have to compensate for, mm-hmm. my store was sold out, my store was sold out. So uh, so we thought, you know what, it's a one-shot, Jeff Johns, Ethan... Uh, Van Skyver. It's and it's a and it's a single thing, so it can sit there for, you know, for, for, for months. You know, we sort of said, okay, you're right, we're probably, we ordered enough, sometimes we do this, we go... We don't want to sell out. We're going to order enough to cover us for, 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 for six months. Well, what we thought was going to cover us for six months, you know, we still have because, again, we still we did order enough, but it but it's not six months' worth. <laughs> um, because then people came in and were just, you know, you know got to have it, got to have it. Mm-hmm. And it's lifted all the, the, the you know, the Green Lantern... Um, the Green Lantern books, and it's a, and it's a great story. I mean, I, I you know, uh, Sinestro Corps, what took me by surprise was when I read the book, and it was the first comic I had read in a long time, where I was excited to read it, and every page had something going on that blew you away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that you didn't see coming, and that, well, you saw it coming if you'd been reading the book, because you could, and I mean, because it, mm-hmm. it grew out of the events of the book, but what you didn't see coming was, because it wasn't spoiled everywhere, and if they did a solicit that said, hey, you know, 
you know, all the, you know, this villain is coming back, and this guy that you haven't seen from Infinite Crisis is coming back, and this guy that you haven't seen since Crisis on Infinite Earths is coming back. Yeah. I mean, if they loaded the solicit with all these big events that happened in the Sinestro Corps, it would have been debated and and dissected on all the news groups. And instead, it was just an explosion. Before, and instead, it was just like, oh my God, this rocks. And 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 that's the and that's what gets people excited. And then they feel they miss something. And I think sometimes I love the internet, but you know the 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 you know the guy who was doing this the spoilers on on Monday nights because he had the comics you know through you know through uh, various sources. It's like you know what? Don't don't. Why do you got to do that? You know, people, and, it, and it's not about sales. It's about the excitement of reading. I don't want someone to tell me the entire plot of the movie before I sit down and see it. Right. I, I don't want. I don't need to know. And especially if you're talking to trustworthy creators. I mean, how often do 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 Jeff and Ethan disappoint? They don't. So you're telling me this is a, a hot shot book that's coming out. Take a chance. You sit down and read it, and that's what I live for. Is actually reading something and having it take me by surprise. And I have to also go off the subject on I mean I read just the New Justice Society that came out today mm-hmm. and uh, you know and and this may you know hands down certainly the best Liberty Bell story ever written well certainly take a risk <laughs> <laughs> but, but that said perhaps one of the one of the but also just one of the best comic book stories I ever read I mean it's like a kind of it's part and they're really hitting the stride if I can say that with JSA because the last issue with Citizen Steel, what yeah. it's called now. I thought, wow. I was kind of the iffy through the Lightning Saga, and then that Citizen Steel thing. Jeff's just... a great character writer, and but not only that, but he doesn't. Some people, when they're doing characters with superheroes, do it by taking all the superheroics out of it. Like you know, this you know, Batman's going to drink tea for thirty-two pages, and 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 you go, wow. Well, that's a side of Batman I never saw before. But but when you read this book. Jeff gets into the minds of these characters and makes you care about them. I mean, I was worried that like Liberty Bell was going to have to die by the end because uh, because it, it's like Mark Guggenheim with Bart Allen. I mean, Mark Guggenheim made me fall in love with with Bart Allen, a character that I could have taken or leave, and then they kill him. You know, so so I really thought, well, Liberty Bell. I I, I love Liberty Bell so much right now. You know, Jesse uh, Chambers. Tell me all about the suit, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. What happened with Identity Crisis? Exactly. Like, no, no, not Sue. Yeah. Scared. Exactly. So then, yeah. You, you, you got to go. You know, they're gonna. You know, they're gonna kill her, but but they they don't kill her at the end of this story. It's it, it's really just a you know, it, it's a legacy. It's a it's a legacy story because the current Liberty Bell Jesse Chambers is the former Jesse Quick, right. who's the daughter of Lib- the original Liberty Bell and, and Johnny, Je- Quick. Johnny Quick. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, and and Jeff uh, is really good with those kinds of stories. That's what the the he's been building his Justice Society on is the legacy. It's you know he certainly like Mark Wade. He brought that to the Flash. You know you have a legacy to you know a mm-hmm. family to to live up to. And it's it, it's I mean there are just some moments I mean I, I wept I mean I I mean and people who know me will tell you I probably cry too much reading comic books but I swear to God I got <laughs> so choked up reading um, you know uh, uh, look I saw my way through you know, the Deathly Hallows so you know, I got, <laughs> I've got no I've got no room to mock okay. you you know so there it is so there I mean, you go I really did uh, what little book out there, you know, because what I think when I go from store to store is I'll see publishers that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what book out there that you've got, you know, maybe not not people are reading, but if people listen to this, they might want to walk into their store and say, can you get a copy of this? 
Oh, I wish I knew that question was coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. A car picks a book. That's all I wrote down. I knew what I meant. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> wow. No, that you know, that's like one of those where I'm gonna go. I mean, I think you know. Again, it's almost like any answer that you go. Well, sometimes then it's a it's a book that's already already bigger. You know, because I would have said like Mouse Guard or something. You know, which mm-hmm. I think people people know about. But you know, now now it's collected in 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 the hardcover. Um, you know that's uh, uh, um, you know that's sort of a, a terrific thing. I'm a big fan of, and you know, in terms of superhero stuff that I don't think enough people pay attention to, I'm a real big fan of what Jay Farber has done with like noble causes. Um, yeah. And you know, and I really, if you have a chance to, you know, and, and I'll tell anyone in my store, like it, you know, I will, you know, money back guarantee on on noble causes volume one. You know, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's a ten dollar trade. Read it if you if you don't like it. And now he's also doing Dynamo Five, which is really you know like, you know uh, you know superhero you know Ill, the illegitimate children of Superman basically find each other after he dies. You know, I mean Superman being the the, the sort of archetype right. uh, of of the father. Um, and you know, and they only have powers when they're together. So so if they don't you know if they don't work together as a team, these five you know young people. Uh, they don't. They don't have powers, and I think that you know. And and he brings again a really strong sense of characterization, uh, uh, you know, to the book on a more on a more like non superhero thing. There's a book that just came out called Postcards, um, and it's a hardcover. It's an anthology, and what the editor did um, is he took. He collects postcards, you know, like used postcards that have been written on and mailed, and he finds them at flea markets and things, and he has a collection. Then he took 10 or 15 of these postcards, gave them to artists, and had them write and draw a story based on on the postcard. Maybe sometimes it's based on the picture that's on the postcard, like a jackalope or, you know, something like that. Or it's based on just the, the note that, you know, you know this, 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 this letter from the past, you know, that this message from the past that one person wrote to another. What does it mean? And in that book, um, you know, again, I'll put money on it now, uh, you know, uh, best short story nominee for an Eisner next year goes to Tom Bayland. Yeah, you know, who does True Story? Swear to God, which is the comic oh, yeah, I would yeah. recommend. About, True Story, uh, Swear to God, about you know, again, a funny, uh, 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 you know, heartwarming, uh, heartbreaking. It's sometimes heartbreaking, absolutely. Uh, considering because it is based on his marriage, which has had its ups and downs. I mean, they, they, he and his wife broke up, but now they're back together. Um, you know, but but True Story, Swear to God, is the true story of his his relationship with his with his wife, and. But the story he wrote in postcards is is just a you know um, uh, you know again it's a it's a it's a it's filled with how much he clearly loves his wife because only a man so in love with his wife could have created this story and and again. Did you- Car cry your way through. I story. did cry my way through it. I cry when I think about it. I'm gonna cry now. It's 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 weeping gorilla comics today here at Earth Two because I am a weeping gorilla. Um, and 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 it's the you know I have a deal with my wife where she reads like one comic book a year. You know, like oh, that. oh, that's good. That's better. You know, last year was was Pride of Baghdad, um, mm-hmm. and she liked that a lot. Um, you know, she doesn't. She just doesn't love... She didn't grow up reading comics, so she sometimes goes, I just don't know where to look next, you know? So I try and have to give her stuff that's generally simple. Yeah. And I try and give her stuff that's self-contained. 
and and you know I said I know this is like a violation of our treaty, you know, because it was only June. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the signing of this, uh. <laughs> the Treaty of Earth. Too. But no, but I, I, but I said, honey, I, I think if you want to know how I feel about you, read, you know, read this, read this. Wow. And. Um, and so and that's a that's a good move, people. Yeah. This would be, uh, you know. Valentine's Day, hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, and, and then the rest of the stories in the book are also great. I mean, it's, it's a great lineup of talent, but in terms of just an outstanding, you know, I think he's an outstanding talent, and I think enough people are not exposed. Uh, sure, and that's, to, that's to through work. image right now, right? It, a true story is through image and, all, and the trades, uh, and, and, you know, and postcards, I think, is like one of the book know. publishers. I think it might be like Random House or Huffton Mifflin okay. or something like that. Okay, Not to give bad inf- in, in, in information. <laughs> we know the book is called Postcards, at least that much yes. is true. So, oh, okay, you know, there we go. Good. I expected others to rotate in here. I, they, oh, they oh, just don't, oh, we, uh, they yeah. just don't want to. Yeah, they, yeah. No, it's a, you know, and I'm not saying you're dominating, man. It's just, you know. Oh, Jed's on the phone. Let's and, give it uh, Okay, well. Jed's ringing your customers. It's all right, then. It's all right. So uh, that's, a, that's a very good recommendation. Very good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I picked up here, just, as you pointed out, I, I bought your one copy of Oz Wonderland. No, not your one copy. You had several <laughs> of Oz Wonderland Chronicles, uh, which, I, which I've only seen here. And so that's... and. Two years ago, you were the one who turned me on to Living in Infamy as well. Yeah. Living in Infamy is a great book. I, um, Derek Hughes, the writer, was just in the shop today, and what he had in his hand, because we've been begging him for the trade, and he, he you know, and I, because uh, uh, they did four issues. I mean, we still have all the issues, and we still we sell sets of it, because um, we like the book a lot. But yeah, they, um, he brought in a copy of the Spanish edition, because I guess there was a. Uh, there's like certain European publishers who will make a deal to do the. They don't want to do the comics, but they'll do the collection. And it was a great collection. I mean, they had extra art, they had designs, they had all the you know all the the all the covers because they had some great cover artists like John Cassidy mm-hmm. and Matt Wagner and Howard Shakin. But it's not in English, so <laughs> uh, uh, you know. And then they're still they're still pursuing a a a, a public uh, an American publisher for the trade. But it's, it is a great book, and and I. And if I had it, I would, you know, be able to turn lots of people onto it. Yeah. So it's a, again a case of the retailer. Yeah. You know, it, it, why the, again, for lack of a better phrase, the pamphlet still is a viable form. Sure. Or, you know, I don't know if I like calling them pamphlets, but I can't come up with a better. I, I think it, we're a long way before, you know, um, an original, even something like All Star Superman. Uh, when you think about it. Um, you know, by Graham Morrison, Frank yeah, Whiteley, and it's just, yeah. just one amazing book, and won an Eisner for best series. The, you know, they came out with a hardcover, the first six issues. I don't know that there would be as clear a market if DC just said, Frank Whiteley, Graham Morrison, in how many years did it take for that book to come out? A year and a half. Yeah. In a year and a half, there's going to be, you know, uh, you know, maybe it worked for Arkham Asylum, you know, a long time ago, but you can do that once. You can't, I don't know that we're at a point yet where you can do it five times a year. Graham Morrison's uh, Superman album comes out, mm-hmm. followed by Frank Miller and Jim Lee's, well, you know, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no star. Uh, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't see right. where there's going to be a market just for hardcovers or just for you know there's there's it's different people in each market and I think that's what the the publishers do understand is that there's people who read singles there's people who read you know uh, there's 
people who just read trades. There's people who collect hardcovers. And then there's people who just go, if the hardcover is the first format, they'll buy that. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know they don't stay away. You know, but some people just really just wait for the the, the trade the trade paperback. But I think it serves, you know, it, it, it serves different groups. It's not selling, you know, uh, the same package to you know the same material to the same people three times. It's they're they're very different. It's the difference between someone who shows up to the movie theater on Friday night because they want to be the first one to see the movie, mm-hmm. someone who waits till the DVD comes out because they want all the extras. Uh, someone who, uh, or someone who waits for the DVD out just to see the movie in the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. Someone who waits for the the, the mm-hmm. collector's edition to come out because they love the movie so much. The five they want all Blade the, Runner. The, the five Blade Runner. <laughs> they want all the extras, and and then the person who, or the person who's willing to wait till it's on HBO and they catch it, and that might be, you know, they pick up a used trade or 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 just wait till wait till Sandman's completely done and it, it and 10 years worth of people have told them it's the best comic book ever so you better read it you know which by the way it probably is so you better read it yeah. <laughs> okay that's Sandman by Neil Gaiman that's Sandman by Neil Gaiman so there we go okay well uh, I think I'm done uh, you're done they're, they're busy so you know what let's wrap it up it's been about an hour and that's a good conversation and uh, thank you for sitting down and, and let me podcast out of here and thank it's you. Earth 2 uh, give us the plug here Earth2Comics.com uh, Earth 2 in Earth 2 Comics and Sherman Oaks 15017 Ventura Boulevard please stop in and, and, and say hi we'd love to see you and as always any comments criticisms uh, pats on the back please editor at fanboyplanet.com 